Hi, my name is Peter Mo, and I'm from Tourism Ireland's Nordic office in Copenhagen. Today we will be talking about the different ways to experience Irish homeliness and some unique ways to stay in Ireland. We have the perfect person with us here today to enlighten us on this, Helena Healy, CEO of B&B Ireland. Now, Helena, you're very welcome to our show today. Would you mind telling our listeners what B&B Ireland does? Thank you, Peter, and I'm delighted to have the opportunity to talk to you and your listeners. I suppose what, what B&B Ireland does is we're a group of Irish B&Bs that uh, just have got together under the banner of B&B Ireland. And, you know, that, that, that's really what we are. The B&B product is very much staying in an Irish family home where the homeliness comes in the, that we're going to talk about. But, um, you know, for, for your, your listeners, staying in an Irish family home is, is very unique to Ireland. And what, being yeah, the what makes it so unique? Because you're actually, the reason it's so unique is you're actually staying in somebody's home and the family lived there as well. And the whole um, experience mm. is built around obviously having very good quality accommodation, very mm. good quality food, but actually interacting, you know, as much or, 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 or as little as you want with the family, with the host. And that's what makes it unique. B&B in, in, in other contexts or maybe in other jurisdictions is different. You know, it can be a professional B&B run by staff or a manager or whatever. But, but in Ireland, it's run usually by the, the host. The, the person that lives there themselves and, and their family. So that's why it's unique, Peter. It's more of a family business than it's Very more much. of a... They're more coming into someone's home rather than coming into someone's business. Then. You're coming into someone's home. The family lived there as well. You know, most B&Bs mm. are... I suppose they're large family houses because they would have, obviously, the the, the bedrooms for the, the family, but also then they will have the bedrooms for the guests as well. And, you know, when, when you go downstairs for breakfast, you'll be in the family dining room and be served usually by the host or other members of the family. Um, sometimes there, there may be there people that, to help as well, but that's why it's unique. Yeah, it sounds a bit more intimate than what I've experienced elsewhere. I agree. I agree. I agree. And, and I suppose as well as that, you know, people come back time and time again, you know, and, and we hear a lot of our hosts will say, they've made friends you know they've 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 got people who they've asked to family weddings and things like that people that they've met because they've come and stayed in 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 their home as as a guest at some point or other and they keep returning and they've kept in contact so that makes it a little bit different as well that sounds so lovely it does genuinely so i guess that's because they They've experienced the Irish welcome and the yeah. Irish homeliness, but what what makes yeah. what makes Irish homeliness? What is it like? What is Irish homeliness like? I suppose it's it's a bit of what we've just been saying. I mean, hope, homeliness is very much about feeling, I suppose, feeling at home in somebody else's house. So, what what does that mean? Um, in a B and B, you'll experience Irish homeliness, maybe as opposed to, you know, um, Danish homeliness or Swedish homeliness or, or whatever. And, and what's yeah. what's the difference? Well, you know, homeliness is a welcome. It's um, comforts. It's it's nice food. It's a nice environment. Feeling very welcome while you're staying there. Feeling, you know, in some cases, part of the family you know, for the, for the period of time that you're oh. there. Yeah. So that, that's that's what I understand homeliness to be. 
I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable in the environment. I'm very welcome in the environment. The environment is, is warm. I have a very warm feeling from staying in that environment. The environment is, obviously, the, the standards of, of, of B&Bs, the, the accommodation and the food is very high anyway. But the, the, the homeliness is something extra. It's very much about feeling comfortable, having a warm feeling in your tummy, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think I understand what you mean. It's not a it's not a very tangible thing to talk about, I have to say. It's, it's a bit of a conceptual thing, but... It, it's so interesting though because it, it is it's it's about the whole feeling of feeling at home feeling so welcome and feeling feeling like you kind of you you are welcome that you are enjoyed and that yeah that you're at home basically even though yeah. you are not at home yes yeah and it's different you know homeliness is different i mean obviously it's it's different in different cultures Homeliness will, will, will be something different, but mm. in Ireland, it's it, it is very much about the welcome, the people, the the you know the I suppose feeling very comfortable in 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 the environment that you're in. It's about that. So the famous Irish welcome, I guess, that the, the yeah. very open, very yeah, very straightforward and very nice. Yeah, everyone is is so yeah, so open. I think that's the best way to say it, personally. I think so. Irish people are very welcoming and very chatty by nature. We're, we're very nosy people, you know. We like to mm. talk to people and find out where they've come from and how long they're staying in Ireland and where they're going to visit and make recommendations as to where they should go. And, and, and Irish people give all that information very freely. And when you're staying in somebody's home, you know, they will give you that information very freely. And, you know, you might have decided, oh, gosh, I'm going to go and visit the local castle. And the host may say to you, no, no, you don't want to do that. You actually want to go and visit a boreen somewhere else um, or a pub somewhere else or Irish music somewhere else. Um, you know, so and, and that's, so that's all... actually also a great way to to get more personalized recommendations, because obviously they'll well, they'll chat to you and figure out more about yourself so yeah. they'll be able to tell you what they think you should do but it's yeah. also a great source of knowledge so i mean staying at a and b versus staying let's just say anywhere else is that you you have this more personal experience and you can get you get to know the, the hosts better and they'll get to know you and they can help you figure out your trip better that's yeah. a, that's actually a very good tip for going to ireland and you're staying with the locals. Experience the locals. So you know, if, if somebody is staying with the locals and they want to go and visit a local pub, as opposed to maybe a touristy pub, you know, and, and you go down and that that you know, the host will have their own local and they'll recommend it and their own local restaurant that they might recommend and you know, and maybe something unusual in the area rather than the you know the big touristy thing that that, that everybody goes to visit is there's, there's something different maybe that can come out of these type of conversations yeah exploring the more unique yeah. uh aspects of ireland yeah actually apropos of that what's the most unique accommodation you have in bnb ireland is there any theme or any i suppose you know peter they're all unique because mm. There's, if if you take a chain of hotels, you know you if you if you stay in a chain of hotels, they tend to be very similar. They're decorated very similar. Whereas B and Bs, because they're people's homes, they're very very different, and they're they're decorated to the taste of the host. 
So my taste and your taste is going to be totally different. Uh, so from that point of view, they're all unique. You will never, ever see one the very same as as, as, as you would maybe in, in, in a hotel environment. And I suppose because we we sell the experience very much around the homeliness and the welcome and staying with an Irish family and getting to know the Irish culture and all of that. That's what we believe is unique in the experience mm-hmm. rather than a property maybe that's unique. But, you know, if you're looking for a property that's unique, we have properties that are built on on lakes, for example, and, you know, you can go outside, oh, wow. outside the B&B and the host will arrange fishing for you in their private lake. And, you know, you've got that sort of uniqueness as well. Um, I want to try that. Yeah, that sounds do. fantastic. I like to do. The food is the other side that's that's unique, you know. And I suppose if I think of the farmhouse B and B, you know, where you're staying on a farm, hmm. and again you have the opportunity to go out into the yard and have a walk in the mornings, you know, maybe even pick your own eggs and have them cook for breakfast, and that's that's quite unique as well as as part of the experience. It's unique. Farmhouses yeah. are very different because you know we have Georgian farmhouses. We have Victorian farmhouses. We have cottages, Irish cottages that are farmhouses. So they would all be there as an offering as well and all very different and, and, and all very unique from that point of view. It sounds a lovely way to immerse yourself. It does. Really immerse yourself into the local, well, into the Irish culture. Yeah. So now you mentioned farmhouses and farm holidays. Are there any other, I guess, themes that you have that you can experience in Ireland? Oh yeah, there's there's loads of themes, and again, it depends on on what you want as a visitor. The farmhouse obviously is a big one, particularly if, if for somebody that that comes from abroad or somebody that lives in a city environment, to stay on a farm and experience an Irish farm, which will be very different to a Dutch farm or or a Swedish mm-hmm. farm, you know. And 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 Irish farms tend to be very accessible. How so? In terms of if you're staying in the farmhouse, you know, you may get access to the yard. You might get access maybe to petting the sheep that kind of thing okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. but i suppose the, the b&b's as well i'm thinking of fishing and i've mentioned fishing a minute ago fishing angling walking whatever activity you want to do the b&b's that are in the countryside would would have you know facilities and arrangements with a walking guide or whatever so they would be able to set up all that for you and again they're doing it with local knowledge you know, if you're staying in a, in, a, in a beautiful B&B in County Mayo or any other part of Ireland for that matter, you know, there will be local walks, there'll be local guides, or even, you know, if you want to walk on your own with maps and all of that, that that's the kind of thing that, that a B&B host, um, again, with their own local knowledge and their, the contacts they have locally, um, that's the kind of thing that they can advise you on or arrange for you or, or, or whatever. Cycling as well is another one. Activities would be, activities in Ireland is, is pretty big, as, as you probably know, you know, whether it's angling, walking, cycling, fishing, whatever it is, uh, you know, mm. and a lot of people that come into Ireland would experience these. Definitely. It's all, it's all to do with just going out there and, and getting to grips with the landscape and, and connecting. Yeah. So you mentioned different types of, of homes. So from small cottages up to farms and regular houses. Is that kind of the scale? What is a typical uh, Irish house, I guess? It's, I suppose there is no typical Irish house because you do have, you know, whether it's the Georgian house or whether it's the, the, the farmhouse or whether it's the, the cottage. But, you know, as well as that, 
you have B&Bs in cities, you have B&Bs in urban towns, you know, you have everything really, uh, you know, as well as the ones I've just mentioned, you know, you'd, you'd have city houses, you'd have the bungalow in the countryside, you'd have the, you know, the, the house in the middle of a, you know, an Irish town. And Irish towns are brilliant because they're small. You know, they, they're cozy. They're, they're cozy. They are, and that's that's where you meet the locals in the local pub and the local restaurant. And they're very different. They're all they're all very. As I said to you earlier, earlier, the uniqueness about the product is to do with the fact that everyone is different. Or I suppose the way we build houses and how we build them and what they look like has changed over the generations. So, the typical Irish cottage that you know would have been very popular in Ireland up to, you know, the nineteen. 30s and 40s you know then we started building bigger houses and bungalows on the countryside and all of that sort of stuff um, and those Irish cottages of course are all being regenerated at the moment um, and a lot of B&Bs are regenerated Irish cottages which is fantastic oh lovely yeah I know that cottages are quite popular at least uh, all the images I see of them are very yeah very lovely. They are lovely. But you mentioned a type of house, a, a Georgian house. Did you say that? Mm -hmm. What is that? I don't know that term. Sorry. Okay. I'll tell you what a Georgian house is. A Georgian house is a house that was built in Georgian times. And just for your listeners, I suppose a little history lesson. Ireland was ruled by the United Kingdom for 800 years up to the 1920s. So we, and, and a lot of things you will come across in Ireland will still have connotations back to that time. And a Georgian house will be will be typical of that. Dublin, for example, is a Georgian city. And if you come and visit Dublin and you go into the Georgian quarter, you'll see the the houses that were built, you know, the, their certain type of house and they're called Georgian houses. And you would find them in London and you would find them in other in other cities in, in the United Kingdom as well. Belfast, for example, is a Victorian city. So the houses okay. there would be would have been built in Victorian times. And it, this is to do with monarchs, by the way. Queen, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Queen Victoria ruled the, the United Kingdom and Ireland from, oh, what, the 1840s right up to the 1900s. So houses that were built in that time can be called Victorian houses if, if there are certain architecture. And the Georgian houses okay. are the same. You know, you had George I and George II earlier than, than than that in the 17 and into the 1800s and those would be the bigger houses with the Georgian windows and, and again it's it goes back to our our you know back to the times when Ireland was ruled by the United Kingdom fair enough it's good to know it was just because I was I was wondering what it was mm -hmm. I've heard of Victorian houses but I hadn't heard necessarily of Georgian houses yeah George's is so further back good. George's further back okay no but that's very interesting though and so it's a bigger house. Yeah, a lot of the old farmhouses would have been built in, in Georgian times as well. So they could be like 300 mm. years old. And they, 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 they have a certain look about them because they were built in a time when that type of house was built. I, I suppose we, we have a huge heritage in Ireland and, and a huge history. You know, you can go back many, many, many hundreds of years and thousands of years, I suppose, if you want to go back far enough. But, you know, the the, the B&B product came into um, into Ireland in the 1960s mm -hmm. um, and has flourished ever since then. You know, it, it started off as providing accommodation for overseas visitors coming into Ireland because we didn't have many hotels in those days. 
obviously that that has changed over the years. We we have an awful lot more hotels now, but B and B's then became unique in the fact that you know they were a unique experience. It wasn't just providing accommodation for for, for visitors. It was now about the whole experience of a B and B. And now talking about the whole experience of a B and B. So what what should you look out for? in a B&B to experience Irish homeliness? What's a good indicator? Is there any tips that you can share? The first good indicator is the welcome you get when you come to the door. Okay. Yeah. So ex expect a very good welcome. Expect to be welcomed as if the person knows you personally, when in actual fact they probably don't, but they will know you by the time you leave. One of, one of the sayings that uh, some of our hosts would have is arrive as a guest and depart as a friend. And that's very true oh. in a lot of cases. Um, and it goes back to what I was saying a little bit earlier, where where a lot of guests would become friends with the family and go back and stay over and over and get invited to family weddings and stuff like that. Um, that, 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 that would happen quite a lot. That's so lovely. The first thing in homeliness is very much the welcome. And then another question. What is the favorite place you've stayed in in Ireland? Do you have a do you have a favorite? A favorite B and B? Well, yeah, I guess. Or favorite place, favorite favorite B and B. You can decide. Oh, look, Ireland is very diverse. You know, do I have a favorite place? I do personally. Yes, I love the west coast of Ireland. I I think it is mm -hmm. just so unique. Um, County Donegal is absolutely fabulous. And I love the coast. We're very lucky. We're an island nation and we have a stunning coastline, you know, and our, particularly our north and west coast. It's it's the Atlantic Ocean has made it very rugged. And a lot of visitors that come into Ireland, they'll tour Ireland for the scenery. Um, and the scenery in, 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 you know, along the west coast, not not just Donegal. Donegal happens to be stunning. But, you know, you come down into Sligo and Mayo and travel on down into into Galway and, and Clare and, and, and Kerry and Cork, you know, you've got this very rugged coastline that has been created by the the harsh winters that we have. The Atlantic the Atlantic Ocean beats us up in the wintertime, but then it creates this beautiful scenery, you know, that that that, you know, from the spring right through to the autumn, you know, the weather is obviously a lot better than in winter, but um we have a uh, a stunning coastline to to enjoy. So, uh, uh, for me, the coastline is 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 my favorite place in Ireland. But you know, equally, you have cities. Galway City is fabulous. I love Galway City personally. It's a city of culture. You know, it's it's a university city. It's a it's, it's a big tourist city. It's lively. It, it's full of life. Very. Particularly in the summertime, you know, even in the wintertime as well, but more in the summertime, it's outdoors. Everything is outdoors in Galway. Um, and as you know, we're, we're we're on the Atlantic Ocean, so sometimes our weather isn't, uh, you know, we, we do get some rain, some days, not every day, thankfully. Today is beautiful. I'm looking at it, the beautiful weather today. Um, the sun is shining and it's quite warm. But Galway, on a day like today, it, it'll be all outdoors. You know, people will eat outdoors and drink outdoors yeah. and... And I suppose during the, the two COVID years, we, we all got a lot more used to eating and drinking outside because it was safer for us to do it. So even us as locals now, we're happy to put our coat on and sit outside, even if it's a bit breezy or a bit chilly or whatever, and, and have our dinner outside. And that all creates an atmosphere in, in you know, in, in not just Galway, but you've, you've got all the cities in, in Ireland. 
Um, yeah. Even in the non-touristy towns and cities, there's an awful lot more of that outdoor eating and outdoor environment, which which is which I love. I think that's something you should be very grateful for. It's mm -hmm. personally how I always enjoy dining. It's it's always so nice to be outside. It's it's well, I was going to say it's so bright, but of course it depends on the day. <laughs> but it's it's so nice. It's so it's just so nice to have the fresh air and have everything around you. I suppose in Ireland we're, we're very lucky, particularly in the West Coast. You know, we have very long days in the summertime. Like this morning, um, you know, it's t today's the seventh of June. This morning. It was bright by about 4.30. And it won't be dark until about 11 tonight. So we've got a lot mm. of daylight hours for the um, for enjoying outdoor the outdoor dining. Uh, for outdoor dining, absolutely. No, yeah. I, I completely understand. I completely get it. It's it's just so nice to be outside. It is. And it's, and it's so nice that uh, when you travel to Ireland for a B&B, &B, that you can then get the best recommendations for yeah. where to go. Yeah. So I have one here question here. Do you have any Irish words or sayings that you might share? Cupola Fokla. What that actually means. Cupola Fokla. We okay. all learn Irish at school. Okay. Yeah. And we're very bad at keeping our Irish up to date. A lot of people forget their Irish. The reason being is we don't use it on a daily basis, particularly those of us that don't live in the Gwaltok areas. Mm -hmm. um, now there are B&Bs in the Wales up there is where you where you would see um, parts of Donegal, parts of Kerry, parts of Galway. You have what's called Wales up there is where Irish would be the first language. In the rest of Ireland, English would be the first language. So, if somebody asks me, I don't, I I wasn't brought up in the Wales up there, and I don't live in the Wales up there now. If somebody asks me, do 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 I have much of my Irish? I would. That's what I would say. Cúpla fucla, and that would be something that a lot of people would say. It's a couple of words. Is what it means in English. A couple of words. A couple of words. Okay, that's good to know. So once people have listened to all these uh, episodes up until now, they should know. They should have a couple of. Fuck. A couple of no. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, slauncher is the other one that's very popular, and slauncher is good luck, and and it tends to be used in if you're having a drink, mm. um, and instead of saying cheers, which which people would say uh, as well, but slauncher, um, you know, you'd. Crack yeah. the glasses together, and it's 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 very popular. And slaunch is, is the Irish for for good luck or cheers or or whatever. Slaunch. Yeah. Perfect. And then finally, where and how can our listeners get in contact to find more about uh, what you have on offer in BNB Island? Sure. You're 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 the best place for for your listeners if they want to book a BNB and learn a little bit more about the um, the the experience is to log on to bnbireland.com. Uh, and it's B A N D B and B rather than the upper sand. So B and B Ireland.com. That's where you'll see all of our properties. We have, we have um, almost 800 properties, which we're very proud of. You'll see those Georgian houses and those Irish cottages and the, the bungalows in the country and the, the townhouses as well on online on B and B Ireland.com. And that, that really is the best place. If you're thinking of coming over, get on there and book. Start your journey there. Yeah. Start your journey yeah, there. No. Absolutely. That's perfect. It's a lot to choose from, what is it? It is. But that doesn't, that's not a bad thing. No. I mean, I'd go for it. I, I mean, you had me on the, well, house in the middle of the lake. Yeah. I'd love to try that. Yeah. But listen, Helena, this has been absolutely delightful. 
thank you so very much for joining me in on my podcast today. Thank you, Peter. I've enjoyed it.